Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey, good afternoon, Facebook family. Welcome to another episode of Post Daily Dose with me, your trusted parenting advisor, faithful guide and servant on the healing journey. What's my name, Big Papa? Brian Post. Hope everyone is doing fantastic. And it is time for me to wash the dreads and tighten the dreads. The time has finally come. So today I want to talk to you guys about tantrums. And what did I say the title of this episode was? I forgot that quick. Something about outbursts and tantrums and spitting mad two-year-olds. And actually, there was no spitting mad two-year-olds. There was a spitting mad 14-year-old who literally was two years old. And this, hello there, Tracy. So, oh my gosh, it just reminded me. I had an email from um, Australia, of all places, some investigators, some police officer doing an investigation, some family, and I need to reply because I offered my services. So here's the thing. <laughs> Last night I was watching three of my, my these teen boys, three of them, staying here in our uh, treatment home, right in our respite home. And they were, uh, hello, Frank King, and hello, Mimi. Uh, they were decided to sleep outside last night. And so one of them, you know, he has a hard time. He has a hard time with the, with the, uh, peer, peer stuff. Hello, Ashley D. And so they were outside putting together, you know, he wanted to sleep in the tent. They just wanted to sleep on the ground, um, under a canopy. Well, they decided that they were going to do, that they were going to do a canopy and uh hey good morning chrissy and so they started building that and he wanted he wanted to do the tent but the tent's like a 10 person tent and there's only three of them and they didn't want to put up the tent and so he pulled all the stuff out of the tent because he was going to put it up and then obviously it was really overwhelming and they didn't want to help him and so he just had a meltdown and it was interesting watching it because he literally just set in on the ground with his legs folded, just like wailing, like a two-year-old, like literally, like a two-year-old would do. And I tell you, I tell you guys this when I talk about emotional regression. Hello there, Leslie. Good to see you as always. Um, in times of stress, we regress. We we regress to an earlier emotional age. Hello there, Maureen. When you are stressed, you have the capacity. I mean, research says some adults in times of stress have the ability to revert to infancy. So you deal with some adults who get stressed out and literally start acting like babies. And I see a lot of two-year-old behavior, especially with teenagers. And this was, you know, he regressed. He was, he was two years old. And um, so I think I may have stuck my head out the back and he was mad because they wouldn't help him. So we kind of navigated through the system. He came stomping in and, and uh, you know, he may, I think he went upstairs and yada, 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 bada, bada. And I don't attend to any of that stuff because he's in his feelings. In times of stress, our thinking becomes confused and distorted and our short-term memory is suppressed. 
I don't need to attend to it. I only need to offer support. So he goes up, and about three, four minutes later, he comes down, and uh, he goes back outside. He's feeling better. He goes back outside. They start getting along. They start putting the canopy up together, and I said, hey, we need to put the tent up. Well, they get overwhelmed with the prospect of putting the tent up, so I go out, and I help them put the tent back in the in the container, and we get it all put up. So they work on the work on the uh, canopy that they're going to sleep under. And so finally it's done and they've all got their sleeping bags. And so they're out there and finally, Hey, Carrie, Hey, Missy. And, um, and then <laughs> it was about nine o'clock last night. It had started, it was about eight thirty. It was, it was just getting to dusk. And, um, but I hear another little outburst. Yeah, he's he's mad. Oh gosh, you know, one of the kids threw some dirt or something and they got on his pillow. Burr, burr. You know, he's right, he's mad. He come fussing in, cussing, and they're cussing back and forth. And I'm like, hey, we're done. We're done. <laughs> so he comes in. He's mad. And he asked me if I'd wash his blanket because he had had his blanket from outstairs. And I shook it out for him and told him to turn it over. And he went upstairs and he went to bed. So they stayed out. The other two stayed out and pretty much slept out there. All night. Like They didn't even wake up till 1030. He was up at like 830 this morning. And uh, seemed a little agitated. And I'm just like checking in with him. And, you know, it's, it's you know. What do you need, buddy? You seem a little agitated. And uh, so we kind of went through a little process, no big deal. And so earlier today I had a, a visit with one of my parents, and so I got back. Sarah, my uh, our house coach here, was with the three boys. And so when I, I came in, you know, they were they were doing whatever, you know, doing their thing. And, and so he was sitting over on the floor, and the other one was sitting on the couch. I guess they were on one of their video games where you can – you can join Minecraft or something. But anyway, he was mad because the other kid wouldn't let him in. And oh my gosh. And then the other kid says, I don't want to let him in because he's doing this. And he was screaming, let me in. And I'm like, guys, if it's this stressful, we're not going to do electronics. And he's like, let me in. So at this point, he's regressed. I mean, he's like, Wah! and I finally said to one of the boys, I said, turn it off. And I stood there. He turned it off. I said to him, turn it off. He turns it off and, wow, man, he just, wow, he just rips. Oh, my gosh, he's yelling and cussing, and he's so mad. And I'm just like, dang, buddy, this got you all worked up. And the other kid's just sitting there, and Sarah's in the kitchen, you know, just kind of checking it out. And he goes upstairs, and he's, you know, yelling and i i said well we love you and you know we we um hell i don't even know what i said just you know just words of affirmation and kindness and we're sorry you're having a hard time buddy and um it's gonna be okay and he's yelling about how much he hates us and blah 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 so he this goes on for about two minutes and so then i walk upstairs and he's all sitting on his bed, and, and again, he's a two-year-old. He's not two, he's 14, but he's a two-year-old, and I see it. But here's what's important, and this is what gets a lot of parents. His two-year-old energy is expressed in a 14-year-old body, so the energy, you've got to start listening. If you're paying attention to yourself, you pay attention to what your nervous system does. 
And his energy is, is big energy, and he's not even a big kid. It's big energy. And a lot of parents, that is threatening. It's the energy that's threatening. It's the energy. It's the vibration that jacks up the amygdala. And so I'm just observing the fact that, wow, he's got a, he's got a big little energy. And um, so I go in and I sit down, you know, not not on the bed. I sit down on a little uh, chair he's got in his room, and and he's mad. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just... Talking to him real, real calmly, you know, it's going to be okay. And he tosses some plastic toy down. And, and so I just kind of walk over and I pick it up. And he says, put that down. That's mine. And I, I just set it back down on the counter and I, on, the, on his little nightstand. And I sit back on the couch. And I'm just being quiet at this point. He's, so he starts to go into feelings. Oh, bigger feelings. He's crying and bigger feelings. And bigger feelings and some grieving going on. He's just feeling all these feelings. He's like, get out of here. I don't want you in here. Get out of here. I don't want you in here. And so I got up and I said, okay, well, I'm, I'm here if you need me. And I just gently, slowly just walked downstairs. And he's, as I'm going out, he's pulling the blankets up over his head and he's laying back and the world's ending and it's terrible. And he gets really quiet. And this is all over the span of literally five minutes. And I'd come down and I'd just kind of go on about what, whatever we were doing. I mean, the other boys start doing what they're doing. And Sarah's doing what she's doing. And um, before I know it, he's downstairs. And he's outside. And they're all, you know, kind of fooling around with their bikes. And it just it just kind of dissipated and just moved on. So it's this major, this major tantrum that just had to work itself through. Most parents get hijacked by that energy. And when they get hijacked by that energy, see, here's what I know. Here's, here's what I know. I know that whatever's going on with him in that moment, is the byproduct of years, years of inability to safely express his feelings. It's like no, no containment for his feelings, no safety for his feelings. So I give him, we provide this ability for him to have this big emotional outburst. You know, he throws a couple plastic things. No one's going to die. And then it just goes away. And so what I see happening, and I saw this happen with one of my kids the other day, a kid that normally, you know, when he when he gets hijacked, you know, runs off the rails. Well, he just I just watched him pull it back together. And I know that's just a byproduct of repetitions of having these this emotional arousal. See, a lot of times parents don't realize that they get they get hung up on Kids yelling or kids cursing or kids throwing things. And that's what you want to focus on. You want to focus on the fact that they're yelling. You want to focus on the fact that they're they're cussing. You want to focus on the fact that they broke their own freaking toys. Not even your stuff. It's their stuff. And then it stops. See, when you get focused on that, you're focused on the wrong things. I said years ago, Ignore the behavior, don't ignore the child. Ignore the behavior, don't ignore the child. Tend to the stress, tend to the fear, tend to the overwhelm. Tend to the emotional regression when you can see it. And you work that process through and it looks completely different. Lots of kids looks completely different. 
Just like Annalise says, she has a, a six-year-old, adopted two and a half. So that tells me when who, he pees in containers or on the floor when anxiety gets high. Well, that's, again, he's going back to a stage of when he was neglected. He's going back to a stage of when he was abused. And that's when he's stressed. He goes back to those blueprints in his brain when he doesn't feel safe. Children misbehave when they don't feel safe, and it doesn't have it doesn't have anything to do with your home. It doesn't have anything. Oftentimes, it doesn't have anything to do with your home. Oftentimes, it doesn't have anything to do with your existing relationship. It has to do with their past blueprints. They are they are pursuing an old neural pathway, and it's autopilot. And unless I give that child a different experience in the presence of that pathway, they're going to keep doing it. And if I if I reaffirm and strengthen that pathway by creating more stress, by creating more negativity. It's it's gonna create it's gonna just strengthen that same pathway. But if I give them a different experience, that's what starts to build up in the brain. A different experience. And then what happens over time with enough of that repetition, the child literally the tantrum starts to diminish. And in the moments of frustration, they start to be able to pause and they start to be able to choose a different pathway. That's the process of healing. And it doesn't have to take a long period of time, but it is extremely powerful because energy is very powerful. When we can maintain our own energy and not get hijacked ourselves, and we are the world's best at getting hijacked. Adults, we get hijacked and we act like we're calm and we're actually freaking losing it. Well, we send that vibration to our children all the time. So that becomes very important. So we worked it through. The kids, you know, eventually they said they want to go swimming. I said, are you guys, are you guys sure you're not too stressed out? Because I'm, I'm happy for you to stay home because I don't want you to get too stressed out. And Sarah gets stressed out and they're like, no, we're good. Swimming's fun. We'll have a good time. Okay, go swimming for a couple hours. And it, it's, it's good. And then he'll come back and he'll probably, after, after that, Today, I mean, that was pretty high level. He'll probably have a fine evening, but he may not. He just may be agitated, and who knows what's at the root of that of that brain that's getting worked through, but that's the key. Every time he has an outburst, he's working through something, even though he may not always know what it is. So there you have it. There you go, Annalisa. Boom! Back to school anxiety, absolutely. And back to school anxiety isn't about back to school. Back to school anxiety is about transition. Back to school anxiety is about loss. Back to school anxiety is about abandonment. Back to school anxiety is about uh, a, you know, a, a life and experience long before you ever came along. That's what we have to think about, guys. That's what I really work to help you guys see that it's not what you think you're seeing. It's about a whole other reality that exists in your child's brain. And that's what you have to learn to attend to. You don't need to know the specific. You just need to know that there's an emotional experience that's occurring that has oftentimes nothing to do with what's going on right now and everything to do with what your child has done in the past. Mary says, my 15-year-old boy does this. I just walk around behind him as, if he, as he destroys things and ask him if he needs any help with anything. Let me know if you need more or if I can help. It takes him about 20 minutes and the rest of the kids go somewhere out of his way. Eventually it runs its course. It's not easy for sure. It is not easy. Thank you, Christopher. It is not easy, but that repetition is the key. And that is what your child's going to carry with you, with them into the future. 
See, you're planting the seeds for the future. All right, I have rattled on way too long today. I have got an appointment to get to. Hey, remember, in any given situation, we always have two choices. We can continue to react from the same blueprints of stress, fear, and overwhelm, or we can stop, slow down, take three to ten deep breaths, and choose love. I hope you'll choose love in every possible moment. Hey there, Keisha Watson. I see you, girl. Big Papa loves you. God bless each and every one of you, and I'll see you tomorrow. Join us live on weekdays at 6.30 Central Time on Facebook at the Post Institute. Don't forget to get your copy of Brian's best-selling book, From Fear to Love, on promotion. Just pay shipping and handling at www.feartolovebook.com. That's www.feartolovebook.com.